0: to have you listening. I'm Holly. And I'm Liz. And we are so excited to be starting this podcast where uh, we're going to talk about everything books. But since this is the first episode, nobody really knows anything about us, right, Liz? Exactly. So, um, So I'm Holly. I live in the United States in Arizona, the, you know, super hottest part of the country. And I have been just loving books and I've gotten re-energized with my love of books during the, the pandemic and the quarantine and started my own little Instagram page and I just love it so much I wanted to start talking about it and sharing all my all my recommendations with the world. Liz, what about you? Tell us about you.
1: Yeah, so I'm Liz. Um, I'm from the UK, so from a, quite a few couple of hundred miles away from, from Holly, um, based in a little town called Newbury, which isn't too far from London. Um, Again, since the the lockdowns, we've had several lockdowns here and my reading kind of increased massively and I got into Bookstagram back in about September last year just because it was something else to do and because I, I was really getting back into reading and wanting to share it with other people. So ever since then, kind of my whole book wormish nature has been exacerbated very strongly so holly approached me um about a few weeks ago and asked if i wanted to to be a part of uh, of this podcast and to co-host with her so obviously i completely jumped at the chance um really honored to to do this with her um so yeah that is kind of what we who we are uh we'll be doing this every month uh It might go a little bit more regular as we go along, but we shall see. Um, We'll be talking everything bookish uh, from author interviews to reviews um, and everything in between.
0: Yeah, and hopefully we'll figure out how to do this a little bit better as we keep going. Because <laughs> obviously this is a learning curve for us, but we just wanted to have fun and talk about books and talk with with authors and, you know, share share what we're reading and what our thoughts are. Um, and we would love for you all to follow us on Speaking Literally Podcast on Instagram and give us ideas of books that you want us to read or you want us to talk about, um, you know, or, or just anything that you think that we should be covering on our podcast and we're, we're super excited to get this going. It's just, it's it's something that had been sitting on my mind for a while that I just wanted to be able to, to, to talk about books instead of just like taking pictures and doing like, you know, our restricted Instagram caption word limits. And um, right now we don't really have a word limit um, and we can just, just, just talk about everything that's bookish. So we'll, we'll see how we evolve over the next couple of months and get into our swing of things. But we're really, really excited to be here. Um, and so what our plan is, as Liz said, is that we're going to have like different author interviews. Um, we'll have special topics of the episodes. So just so you have a general idea of our format, we will always begin with kind of a, a current reads and thoughts. What's what your reading kind of segment where we'll talk about any new releases that are coming up that we think should be on your radar. We'll talk about books that we have currently read um, and recently finished or that we're in the middle of. And we'll, um, also then be talking about, um, maybe like a special little topic in that segment today. We have kind of a, a special segment that we're going to add in there. And then we'll end with like the big topic of and focus of the episode. So because this is our first episode, our big focus for today is going to be, uh, kind of, Meet the meet the bookworms. So we'll uh, we'll have a kind of a fun game show esque feel for the end of our episode. And um, Liz, anything else you want to add that you know about where we're going to go with this thing?
1: I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, as you say, we're going to have um, a few episodes. We'll have special themes. We'll make it as seasonal as we as we can, um, especially when we get to like Halloween and Christmas time, which we're really excited about. Um, and of course, adding to what Holly said earlier. Any um, authors that are out there that would like a bit more exposure, obviously we are happy to have um, any special guests on the show for a little interview and and a catch-up. So please do get in touch with us um, through the, the podcast Instagram page
0: absolutely and obviously if you're listening to us you have found us but we are going to be on multiple platforms wherever you listen to podcasts you'll be able to find us it just takes a little while for a new podcast to show up on things like itunes but we'll eventually be there so but if you found us bookmark us keep listening to us follow us on on our instagram pages so that you'll know when our next episodes are going to drop um all right well liz are you ready to move on let's do this okay
1: So the next section, section as Holly said, is um, a current reads and thoughts section. So it's a, as as you said, what's your reading section? So first of all, Holly, what are you currently reading?
0: Um, I actually just yesterday finished Midnight in Chernobyl. Um, I think. Yeah, and, and that's pretty big for me. I'm not a big nonfiction reader. But I am fascinated with the Chernobyl incident and, and all of that that happened. And I had recently watched a documentary, I think on uh, Netflix, probably Netflix, but one of those streaming um, yeah. streaming things where they're talking about the new mega dome thing that they were building and creating to put over it um, within the mm. last, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know if they've just finished it, but it's been, ha- it happened like recently because it's still, you know, oh, wow. you know, putting off. Off all this radiation so that just made me even yeah. more interested and then of course um i saw someone recently on bookstagram post something about midnight in chernobyl um uh books and margarita is the one who i saw so it's like it's a it's a bookstagram made me do it book read but i'm actually really glad i did it was definitely very heavy in science but um i needed my yeah. periodic table beside me but it was it was really good what about you what are you reading or just finished
1: um, I am currently reading King of Stars by Leigh Bardugo. So I'm okay. doing a buddy read uh, with Sienna Reads and um, KJ's bookshelf, Kimberly, um, who are like some really good friends of mine on bookstagram. So oh, I'm absolutely loving it. I've read all of the other ones in the series so far. So I've done The Six of Crows. I've done the, the Shadow and Bone. And this one, it just feels like she gets better and better as you go through the series. It feels like she matures each novel. And this one is just intense it's a sort of one way you can't stop reading it because it's so everything's happening all at once um and also i love nikolai nikolai is like one of my favorite characters so to have yeah to have this character in the book the whole book it's like oh yes this is my my perfect book
0: um
1: and also i'm reading an audio book so currently reading one called from here to eternity traveling the world to find the good death so it's a bit of a strange one um it's by Caitlin Doughty, who is of Doughty, I think it is, um, who is actually a mortician um, in real life. So it's all about her traveling around the world and seeing different death rich rituals and how they how they approach funerals and things like that. It's really fascinating, um, and also they kind of spin it with a bit of humor as well, which is really inter- interesting.
0: That's awesome. And <laughs> King of Crow or uh, King of Scars, the Grecia verse is probably one of my ah. favorites. Favorite universes in, in the Definitely. fantasy world. It's so so good, so good. Awesome. So, so that's oh, I, that's what I finished reading. I'm currently reading um, "People We Meet on Vacation." um okay. I, It's it's on the other side of the room, so I can't see to, to, to remind <laughs> myself of who the author is. Uh, but it's kind of like a rom com book. It's a good summer read. So hopefully, I'll be finished with it, and then we can talk about it in July. Nice. so yeah um so but speaking of the books that we're reading what about some books that are going to be coming out soon or be, or released now or just new releases that we and you think that people should be considering and taking a look at putting on their their two br re- uh, lists
1: yes yeah, so um the first one that um is coming out in the uk uh, on June 24th and we believe that it's also coming out in America on June 24th in Kindle version um, is The Troubles With Us by Alex O'Neill now this was actually a recommendation from uh, pearl and her books, uh, Books to Grandma who is so lovely and she reviewed it um, back a few weeks ago now and it's something that really appeals to me because it's set in The Troubles in Ireland and half my family are from Ireland so I love finding out about the history and it's, it's all about growing up um on the Falls Road in nineteen nineties Belfast, um and it's all about what they go through um as kids and, and such. So that's one that I'm really interested in really looking forward to. In fact, I have pre-ordered it, so <laughs> I am very much looking forward to that. Um, what else is coming out this month, Holly? Uh,
0: well, there's a, a good thriller that I've kind of been hearing a lot about that's coming out um, in the U.S. It's going to come out on June 29th in hardback, um, but in our kind of research for this, we're learning that the the release dates are quite different depending on your country. Um, so where it's coming out in the U.S. on the 29th, which um, that's a big day. Do you know what's important about June 29th, Liz? You might not know this. What's that? It's my birthday.
1: No. Ah.
0: Yep. Yep, I I'm, I'm, I'm turning in my, the,
1: it's in my calendar now. <laughs> putting it in. <laughs>
0: yes, I am. I'm re celebrating my 24th birthday. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, but, anyways, back to this book. It's a thriller coming out in the United States on June 29th and hardback. It'll be out in ebook form in the UK on July 29th. And and it is called Survive the Night by Riley Sager. So, um, I purposely kind of looked up a thriller horror kind of book because that's not one of my go to genres and i want to read more in that genre um and so this one just kind of you know kind of struck my interest you know it's about a college girl who um is is feeling some guilt and some grief because a, uh, a one of her friends was just murdered and so she's trying to get home and she ends up um in a car with a guy she doesn't know driving her home through the night, and it comes out that he could potentially be a serial killer. Um, hence the title, "Survive the Night." And yeah. uh, so okay. it's yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it sounds like it's going to be kind of interesting. And um, you know, so who really knows what's going on, and, and you know who the killer is, and if she you know what she's going to have to overcome during the night and the car ride home, uh, but. You know, I think it's it's if you're into thrillers, um, I think it's it's definitely one that you might want to put on your radar and consider consider looking into. Yeah. So yeah, anything else? Any yeah, other ones? I might ones? Have to add that one. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, we've got one other thriller because um, I'm very much into thrillers. Now, this one is by the author who brought us The Silent Patient, which I read last year and it was superb. It was really well written, um, so I'm very much looking forward to this one. And it's called The Maidens. And it's by Alex Michalaitis, I believe it is. <laughs> um, again, really interesting um, background. It's saying that it's a story of love and of grief, of what makes us who we are and what makes us kill. So it's another kind of murder mystery thriller, um, which I also am really interested in. And this one comes out um, on, in the UK. Uh, it comes out on 10th of June. And then America, we've got to wait a few more days. It comes out on June the 15th.
0: Well, it's only a couple of days. It's, you know.
1: Exactly. It's not as bad as your one. It's
0: not as bad as the as no. night. <laughs> exactly. as as
1: tonight. <laughs> oh, like, month.
0: Yeah. The Maidens comes out here <laughs> on Tuesday. So um, if you're listening to this on Monday when the episode opens up, that's tomorrow. So just put it on your to-do list to run by the store and, and pick it up tomorrow um, on your way yeah, home. Yeah. So what home. I meant is
1: that you actually came out two days ago. So it's a new release, not a, not a com- coming scene release.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a middle yeah. release. Since you have it, but we don't. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So there's some, you know, some things we're currently reading, some new releases to put on your radar. So now it's time, Liz. We struggled over this next little topic. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, this was this was a hard one.
0: This was. So it is June. Um, so we we're halfway through 2021 already, which is in itself crazy to think that, that that's where yeah. we are. Um, so what we decided to do is do a top six of the first six. So we went back and we've looked at all the books that individually that we have read since January to now and we picked and ranked our top six reads. Uh, so we're, we don't know what the other person has said and how they've, what books they've, they've picked and how they've ranked them. So this is going to be fun. So we are going to give you kind of, you know, some, some definite book recommendations, some of our favorite reads so far of 2021. Um, so it's our top six. We're going to start with six and work our way down to our number one read so far of the year. Liz, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's do okay. this.
0: All right. Let's do this. All <laughs> right. So book number six, what do you got and Why?
1: Okay, so my number six is The Sun is Also a Star by Nicola Yoon. Um, This one I I actually read in a day. It was just a superb read. I picked it up from a charity shop, um, and I loved the the dual narrative and and the whole story and the whole fact that it was set in such a short timescale. It was such an easy read, but really well written at the same time.
0: Isn't that also Didn't that come out as a movie this year too?
1: It did, yeah. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Okay, because I haven't uh, read the book yeah. yet, but I've seen like the, the previews and things for...
1: Yeah, I think it's got quite recently it's been released, which <sighs> I'm, I'm going to check out at some point.
0: <laughs> All right, I've and added it to my what list. What is
1: your number six?
0: My number six is The Guest List by Lucy <sighs> Foley. Which is kind of interesting because I just got done saying I'm not a huge thriller fan, but I do really, really love murder mysteries and who done it type yeah. books. Um and this this one was interesting because um like on Bookstagram it's gotten a lot of varying reviews. Mm. Like it's one of those yeah, books where you either like it or hate it. Um, but I just I really, really liked it. Like it kept me guessing. I you know, there's characters in there I hated and characters that I liked and It was uh, just—it was a book that had uh, multiple points of view, and those are some of my favorite. When you hear from the different characters' perspectives, Uh, and you know, and it was like on a on a you know a dreary little Irish island. So the I loved the (laughs) setting of it too. So that's Uh, my number six.
1: That one's been on my TBR for so long. I really want to get around to reading that one. Yeah, I need to buy it first. But yeah, no, that one (laughs) sounds absolutely superb.
0: Yeah, it was great. All right, what about your number five? Okay, so
1: five isn't quite as kind of mainstream. Um, There's actually an audio book that I listened to um, a few months ago, and it's called An Improbable Life. Mm. It's – I don't know if you've probably heard of him. He's a guy called Trevor McDonald, who is a reporter, news reporter, and he's done everything. He's been a war reporter. He's been a political reporter, and it's all about his life. So it was just – I found it really fascinating because he – he had reported when he was right in the middle of the Irish Troubles. He went to Afghanistan to report. He went to Syria. So you get all of these fascinating stories. Um, he was there when one of the wars broke out in I think Syria or, or somewhere like that and just it was so fascinating to listen to it and he actually narrated it as well. So, And I always find audiobooks, the best ones are the memoirs of the actual author where they are narrating because you get to hear their voice as well as just Kind of finding out about their life.
0: So, yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you with the with the with the especially the nonfiction autobiographies. Having yeah. the, the person read their own book, it's like that's how I felt when because I listened to Michelle Obama's Becoming, and Oh, I did as well. Oh, that was brilliant. So. Oh, so really good. Really good. That might have made my top six if I if I'd read it this year, but I didn't read it this year. Yeah. So nine or die. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that so okay, well, so is that like a that's nonfiction? Then I'm assuming, right? He's, it is. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and it's completely
1: about his life and about kind of what he's done during the life, which he's, he's done so much and like he's been to so many countries and reported on some of the biggest news stories ever. That is he so- went to 9-11, just after 9-11 He went to New York and. Yeah, no. It, he had an amazing life, absolutely amazing life.
0: Wow. I may have to look at that yeah. because, you know, and I think you have your background in journalism as well, but that my my background, yeah. my my degree from from college is in journalism <laughs> and um so I'm always fascinated with um with the journalists and mm. um, you know, like another book along those lines as far as that kind of stuff is um the Somewhere Inside, the Laura and Lisa Ling story where the one was, um, kind of captured by North Korea and the other sister fought together. That one's pretty good too. It's kind of along the same lines cause they're, you know, the, the journalists. Um, all right. So my number five, cause we already have gotten on our first little tangent there, (laughs) (laughs) So my number five is probably another book, too, that you may not have heard a lot about. I received it and read it as an ARC, so as an advanced reader's okay. copy. Uh, it, is, it has since been released. I believe it. Uh, the publication date was May 11th, so it is out. It is called Attachments by um, Jeff Arch, and it is... It was just it's, – it was kind of like a contemporary um, fiction-type book, but it was just about love and family and, you know, coming together and having the some some of the past secrets haunt yeah. you and just kind of bringing everyone back to kind of grieve over a tragedy, but it le- allows some closure and some, you know, renewal of friendships and renewal of love and life, and, you know, and, and it's just – It was just, it's really good because I think it's, you know, you can see that, you know, life isn't always easy and it's, it's sometimes easy to get caught up in the minutia of the day and of your life and you kind of begin to take, you know, you know, relationships for granted, you know, your significant other, you know, your spouse or whatever. And you just take those things for granted and it, it, it does take, sometimes take something big happening to really reflect on that and, find that meaning again and um and then you just like kick yourself because you're like oh my god why did I ever let this get to this point when it was so important to begin with and it's it was it's it's stuck with me and it's it's still kind of hanging on with me and I was just um I just absolutely adored adored the book and it was another multiple points of view book as well so
1: okay I love a good dual narrative absolutely love a a good one it just adds so much more depth to the story but oh, no, that one sounds really good. I've added that. I'm adding that to my list of, of books to read.
0: <laughs> I know. So I'm adding all the ones you're saying too to my list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make you night.
0: Yep. Okay. So your what What is your number four? Oh, my number four. So, um, and I probably would have put my, what I, what I selected for my number four probably would have been higher if it was the first time I read it, but I it wasn't the first time I did it as a reread, as a buddy read with you and, um, and Kimberly, um, and that is Crooked Kingdom. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this year, um, uh, I, I had previously read all of, um, Leah, um, uh, Dugo's books on the Grishaverse, but you hadn't. So this year we did the buddy read for Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom and, yeah. Um, I personally like Crooked Kingdom even more than I like Six of Crows, which is saying something yeah. because they're both so good and it, it literally is like one picks up right ah. where the other one leaves off and it's. Yeah,
1: oh, amazing. But I Absolutely went with Crooked book.
0: Kingdom because it was the conclusion of that duology. Um, but oh, it's just like the descriptions of Caterdem and just like, mm-hmm. you know, the barrel and, and just. That, that underdog, you know, yeah. um, persona that they have to overcome, and again, alternating points of view. I'm beginning to see a trend yeah. here. But, it's just, <laughs> but like you said earlier, her her writing just gets it just gets better. It's it, there's a more maturity. It really
1: does, yeah,
0: yeah, and you know, and the the Grisha verse, and um, you know, and just to see how the characters really came together, and and just you know, family doesn't have to be blood. And I think yeah. that that's, you know, that's kind of a, a huge piece to it. And I just love the diversity of the characters. And um, it's a book that makes you laugh. It makes you cry. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. No, definitely. <laughs> it, oh,
1: it's intense. It's so emotional. One thing I do quite like about the about that one, and especially about all the others, is that it makes you stop at certain points because some of the quotes are so beautiful that I just found myself stopping and just rereading that quote and thinking, Wow. And I'd actually, like, note it down because it was such a, a poignant quote and such beautiful writing. And sometimes I'd annoy my fiancé going, "Have listen to this. Listen to this quote. Because <laughs> it was just so, so good. And in all of her books so far, there's been certain quotes. And, like, in King of Scars, there's already at least two quotes which really stood out. Um, and it's just, yes, yeah, just stunning writing.
0: Yeah. So, so good. Ah, so, so good. So, listeners, if you have not put on any of the Grishaverse (laughs) books on your to-be-read list, please do. (laughs) Uh,
1: Even if you're not a fantasy fan. I mean, I I wouldn't really class myself as a... Well, until lockdown, I wouldn't class myself as a fantasy reader. I didn't read much fantasy. But the lockdown, kind of, I got more into fantasy. I think it was because of the fact that it's a lot more surreal worlds. It's just these fantastical landscapes and settings that you can escape to and let's face it we all want to just escape from reality during the lockdown so okay. it was just nice going to all these amazing wonderful worlds
0: oh, I agree I 100% <laughs> agree and I think the lockdown down did that for a lot of people and um, you know yeah. we really had to kind of be creative and it brought families back together because there was no place to go and nothing to do I mean I have a uh, like he's 15 now, but he was 14 during the majority of our lockdown. And my daughter was 11 and turned 12 during it last year. And, okay. um, yeah, it was just, you know, the, my daughters, she'll read, she enjoys reading. She just would rather do like something else. Um, uh, but my son does not like reading at all. <laughs> and I was in, and you know, and he's always, and, and here's the issue though. It's because his, um, first grade teacher, told me in front of him that he's a struggling reader so okay so from then on he has in his mind that he's a struggling reader that's why you never tell kids that they're 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 struggling no and he's now 15 and he still views himself as a struggling reader but during during quarantine i got him to read and he was finishing books and it was just yeah it was so good oh
1: fantastic but
0: the key to him and this could be the key to to some people who don't like to read like i i have him have the book in front of him But I let him listen to the audio, and so he just – he reads along with the audio.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, and so because I want him to, like, to work on his reading and his, like, fluency. So just listening to it I don't think would do enough, but listening to it, he will learn those words as he sees them. So Mm -hmm. he reads along with them. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, well, that was another tangent. So I don't think you've actually shared your book number four. I haven't –
1: Read it, listeners get used to the tangents because I yeah. feel like there's going to be a few more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so number four um mine is the Paris Library by Janet Skesley and Charles um this was actually a tandem read-along that I did uh back earlier in the year and it's based on actually a true <sighs> World War II story um, about the American Library in Paris and it's <laughs> it's again a dual narrative um, funnily enough, it's two timelines as well. So it's based in Paris in 1939, and that's um, a character called Adele Suchet. It becomes a librarian, and it's all about kind of the library's fight against the Nazis when they come to invade. Um, and then you have, uh, then you go to Montana, Montana in 1983, where you meet a teenager called Lily, who's kind of having issues with family at home, and, and it's all about her developing relationships. And how and they will eventually connect together, and you'll find out. But it's it was absolutely beautiful. Read, um, I reviewed this on on my Instagram, and it was just beautiful because not only was it really well written, but it was based on true story about how these librarians in this this big library in the American Library in Paris actually went as far as delivering books to to Jewish um, patrons. So that they wouldn't have to go there, because if they went to the library, it's likely they'd be taken away by the the Nazis. They would hide books um, that were deemed not suitable by Nazis; but otherwise, they'd be burnt. And they mm. just did so many amazing, kind of heroic deeds to to save the literature and to save save this library. It's just absolutely bu- a brilliant read.
0: That sounds absolutely incredible, especially mm. since you know I. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen that book on Bookstagram a couple different times. And I just, I, I you know, n- it never really kind of hit me until I'm listening to you explain it. And now I'm like, huh, add that to my list.
1: Yeah, no, it's really good. It's nice because it also shows you that although obviously you can't completely compare kind of what people went through during the war and what people go through in the modern days, there's still parallels, you can still compare and contrast, kind of, people have similar feelings, just because one's more kind of intense situation, like the war, doesn't mean that the people who are living in, in the 80s have lesser feelings, or lesser, kind of, not as bad situation, just because they're not in wartime, so it was a really fascinating story, and yeah, definitely recommend that one.
0: So is it more of like a historical fiction than a non-fiction fiction um, I mean, some of it is fictionalized, obviously, but it's
1: it's just based on on true story. Mm-hmm. so it is more fiction, like yeah, more historic fiction. But mm-hmm. I love the fact, especially as it's based in the library, it's always a uh, yes. always a, an extra foot bonus there.
0: <laughs> and if I remember correctly, doesn't it have like a gorgeous cover, like the book cover? Isn't it gorgeous? Oh,
1: it is. Yes, yeah, so nice. Okay. The, the colours are just beautiful, like really kind of Parisian style. Isn't that
0: funny? Like <laughs> I don't remember much about what I read, like you know, in the captions, but I remember the pictures of the book cover, yeah. and I'm like, I remember thinking that the book cover was just absolutely gorgeous. Um,
1: <laughs> nice, no, very
0: nice. All right, so excellent book choice number four. Uh, all right, so we're up to uh, the 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 top the top three books of so far of the year. Yep. So, um, why don't you go ahead and share your number three?
1: Okay, so this one was another buddy read that I did uh, last month now, actually, and that was with um, Sienna, again, and with Kimberley, and that is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Now, I know that this has had a lot of um, controversy and very kind of varying reviews and opinions on this, um, but I found that the theatrical story, the writing style was so well done, and a lot of people complain about kind of the, the pace of the book, but it matches kind of how she views her life, how she kind of sees her own pace of, pace of life. There were parts that kind of were a bit too slow, but I just felt the overall story style. So it's all about um, this girl, Addie LaRue, mm-hmm. who is trying to get away um, from her, her current life in 1600s um, from France, because she's being forced to marry somebody and she doesn't want to, and she ends up making a deal. Um, And then it's all about kind of the the consequences. It's very much a a story of kind of, um, of consequential kind of, Mm -hmm. this happens if you do that. And it's really fascinating. I mean, you get to see all different countries and you get to see her in different settings. There are certain times when you think kind of, Oh, I don't think I would do that. Or I think she made the wrong choice. But overall, I just thought that the writing was really beautiful, and the story it it still kept me reading to the end. I think I've read it in about five days, and it's quite a quite a long book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is my number three. So Holly, what um, is your number three?
0: Well, I'll get to my number three in a second. But I also <laughs> read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. But I read it. Okay. Um, I read it. I believe last year. I don't. I think it came out towards the end of last year. Um, so I read it, and I enjoyed it, but I probably didn't enjoy it as much as you did. Um, yeah. Like you know, the pace was a little off, and there just there's something about her um, that kind of like I don't know irritated me. And Henry, I didn't think was a was <laughs> in in like even in on line with her. Like you know, it's like you yeah. know how when you look at people and you're like hmm. I wonder how those two ended up together <laughs> um, that's kind of how i felt about that yeah. But what's interesting is you know you talked about how you know she's trying to get out of like the the 1800s france uh the interesting thing though is that the book doesn't end in the 1800s that the nope. the yep so the book <laughs> you know becomes present day so we'll that's all yeah. we'll say so to figure out how it makes <laughs> it the present day you'll have to read the book to figure that part out um but exactly but it is a I mean, f- the, pretty good book.
1: Yeah, when, when it came to the ending, I, I'm not obviously going to say anything about the ending, yeah. but I thought I was either going to love it or I was going to be annoyed. And I wasn't really any either. I I thought it was good, but I felt like we needed a bit more. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like it was a substantial ending. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of it, I, I, I particularly enjoyed. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, the ending was a little really, like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, all right. So my <laughs> book number three is the crown of gilded bones by jennifer armentrout oh. it is the book her book three that just came out um of the from blood and ash series and mm. it's um i will say that i um binge read book one and book two, so the, um, from Blood and Ash and a Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, I read back to back and they're like six, you know, okay. they're 600 page books. <laughs> if you wanted to compare them to something like, um, <clears throat> A Court of Thrones and Roses, like that series, mm-hmm. um, this series could be kind of like their, their sibling, like they could be sister books series. Okay. Um, but, I will say, now this is gonna probably set some people off who are super, super big fans of um of the 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 Court of Throne and Roses books, but I like this one better. I like the from Blood and Ash series better. I like yeah. I like Poppy and I like Castile and Kieran is my absolute favorite. Um But this was the third, the third book in the series, and one of the things I love about her writing is the, the peaks and valleys that you, that you're going on. It's like, it is, there's so much action, and then you kind of come down for a little bit, and then you kind of come back up, and where in some books that are similar to this, you just have all this narration, and all this, like, unneeded narration, and then it's like, you know, 600 pages of stuff you're like okay can we chop this down and then 150 yeah. pages we're like okay now the book is worth reading whereas with um this series and the crown of gilded bones it it, it isn't like that it's like you're constantly like you're jumping into action and then you're catching your breath and you're jumping into action but uh, armin trout has created such a beautiful magical world like her world development and creating um creating this this world is just I, the descriptions are great and what i love is that especially in this one that the um there are so many setting changes like because this, in this in this world okay. there's so many different like areas and little towns and and so they really went from here to there to there to there all for different mm-hmm. reasons all for new action and it, like when you talk about conclusions and and when i look at books there's the two main things that that really are going to determine if I like a book or the characters and the conclusion. Um, yeah. and this conclusion for the crown of gilded bones. Oh my God. I was like, whoa, that's so intense. <laughs> like, um, you know, and, and, what I've said in all of my reviews that I've posted on Instagram for these books and on my, my, my blog is don't piss Poppy off. Um, because man, she's intense and it's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's my book number three
1: what about nice. you oh oh you did yeah no right. i have, i haven't read those ones yet but they <sighs> i see them everywhere on bookstagram and that's definitely on my on my list of, of books to read because they just sound really really interesting i've read um the first two for a court of thorns and roses um mm-hmm. crown thorn, thorn and roses but uh, yeah i haven't read those ones yet so i'm definitely looking forward to to grabbing those
0: so definitely good fantasy again if you're into fantasy yeah exactly those, those are really good ones
1: Fantastic. Okay, so let's go on to our number two. Holly, what is your number two?
0: Well, then this should probably make sense. My number two is book number one from Blood and Ash. (laughs) Now, I did leave book – I will tell you, I will give you this little spoiler alert that book number two is completely off my top six. It's not my number one. Um, But, you know – Book one is really, you know, what introduced you to this world and to these characters. And I remember when I first started book one, like the first couple chapters, I was like, uh, I'm not really getting it. But then, mm. um, but. But again, it, it it then begins. Like you start getting those those peaks and valleys as you're beginning to learn about okay. Poppy and and the world and and who she is and yeah. what's happening to her and characters begin getting introduced. So it's definitely, definitely my number two of the of the year so far. All right, what's your number I, two?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely did. <laughs> you have to read it.
0: Come on, because then I we need can to talk read about them, yeah. it. I,
1: I will get them. I will wait and see. So my number two is actually the one we have already mentioned. And it is a buddy read, which I did with a certain person, um, otherwise known as (laughs) Fully and Kimberly. And it is Crooked Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So we've already talked about this one. I absolutely love this book. Um, Just like we spoke spoke with uh, already. Absolutely stunning setting. I really like the fact that they transitioned from Shadow and Bone being this kind of fantasy, magical A bit more light-hearted, a bit more kind of folk stories, kind of fairy tale esque
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: to this gritty, dirty, criminal underworld. And I loved that transition. Um, And Crooked Kingdom was just, out of the two, um, was fantastic. And I heard that there's a rumour that we might be getting a third book in the Six Crows Mm. um, series, which would be amazing. (sighs) That would be absolutely fantastic. But of course, Shadow and Bone has been renewed for a second season, so very excited about that. But yeah, that one definitely well earned um, position on the list.
0: And I still, I am so ashamed of saying this, have not watched it yet. You have to watch it. You have to see Ah. it. Ben Barnes as the Darkling is. Maybe I'll be able to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Ben Barnes as the Darkling is just. Oh, swoon.
0: And he's one of my favorite bad guys. Like he, he's like one of my favorite villains. Like maybe he's not amazing. quite up to par with Voldemort, but he's like he's oh. up there. Like oh, I know. I gotta watch it. I just gotta he's the sort down. of one
1: that you, you. I don't know about you, but he's the sort of one that I fell for at the beginning, and then I realized he mm-hmm. was bad, and then I was like. But oh, I still no. like him. Oh, yeah. I, like... I still would. Oh, yeah.
0: And then, you, then you're like, <laughs> He's okay, those... well, I can see why people might like the bad boys now because, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. No, I completely agree there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so we are at the top. Number one for the first half of 2021. Holly, drumroll. What my, is your number one so far? My sofa?
0: number one so far of this year is The House on the Cerulean Sea by <sighs> T.J. Klune. I absolutely just loved this book. I loved every single thing about this book. I loved how... Um, Linus who's the main character of the book starts off and it's just like you know um he's so rigid and just like you're like that's not a way to go through life but then you you see his character development throughout as he as he just allows himself to um to change and to just mm. experience life and the kids are just like that are in this house and just it, it just it is such a magical book and you know and it does touch on things like stereotypes and prejudice um you know how how people are treated um because yeah. they're different and how at the end of the day just because they're different they're still people and, and in this book it's primarily the kids that are being mm-hmm. you know you know treated differently and stereotyped and prejudiced against and you know and, and it just it it there's so many times where it just like kind of breaks your heart because you're yeah. just like, they're just kids and they just want to be like everybody else just because they're different. doesn't mean that they're not like any other kid. Um, yeah. And that's something also that, that Linus begins to learn throughout the book as well. And just how he is able to begin to see the value and the importance of family and love. And um, it's just, it's just such Oh, it's such a good book, and you know, and it's funny because I have seen again some a, a couple mixed reviews, and I guess you'll always see those mixed reviews on every book because everybody yeah. has different opinions. But, um, like this was totally a five star book for me. I would have given it, you know, seven stars if they had you know seven stars for me to click on, uh, <laughs> but it it oh, it's just. Oh, I love it. I love it and just how he just again, how Linus changes and how he yeah. um just evolves and how he eventually begins to start standing up for what he knows is right and true and um. such a good I book. Keep,
1: oh, I know, I keep I keep hearing so many good things about that book on Bookstagram. It is still everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's been out for what, a month now, a month and a half maybe?
0: Yeah. It's um what- yeah I think it hasn't I, well, been out maybe that long longer. Yeah. I think maybe I
1: read it yeah. in February maybe oh, okay but yeah it's still all over bookstagram mm-hmm. and it's like screaming at me to read so yeah I need to get that one as well I've added that to my list so okay, <laughs>
0: um
1: you never know maybe you'll see it at the end of the year my top my top list of the year but yep. we shall see
0: so, all right, what's your number one, Liz? All right, another, another <laughs> drum roll. Here comes the drum roll.
1: <laughs> My number one for 2021 so far is Hamlet by Maggie <sighs> O'Farrell. Um, this is a story which is actually based on the little-known story behind Shakespeare's, uh, one of his most en- enigmatic plays, Hamlet. Um, so it's all about the fact that he had was his wife and he had um, three children. So he had a daughter and then twins. Um, And then the boy, Hamlet, dies in 1596, aged 11. And then four years later, he writes the play Hamlet. This one, oh, it was just so emotional. Like, Maggie O'Farrell has a really um, brilliant way of putting emotion across. And the grief that she expressed from the mother um, and from the children was just so heartbreaking. And the writing was just so beautiful. It gives you a completely different look on the play Hamlet um, for a start. And it was really interesting because you wouldn't really know much about kind of the story behind Hamlet unless you had either read this or if you knew about Shakespeare's history. And the whole kind of reading it to the end, it gives you a completely different aspect and different look on the actual play, thinking, okay, so maybe that is actually sort of symbolic of that. Um, obviously I won't give away too much, but it just <laughs> makes you see things so differently. And yeah, it's just such, such beautiful writing. And I sobbed so many times on that, at this oh. book. I, it's another one I read within about a day and a half, um, just because I just could not put it down. But no, that one I highly recommend.
0: You, and because of your love for that, cause I remember when you, when you finished it, um, it because of that it's all it's on my list i just i just haven't haven't gotten to it
1: oh you have to read it you have to read it it's yeah oh Oh, you will cry you will cry
0: Oh, (laughs) but then i'll get stuffy and then i'll Wow, okay, so our number one so far this year are Hamnet and House on the Cerulean Sea, so we still have six more months of reading to go, so it'll be interesting to see Yeah, um, if if they can maintain their number one spots when we review our our Books of the Year in December.
1: (laughs) Only um, time will tell.
0: <laughs> only time will tell. So, um, listeners, you know what our top six are so far for the first part of the year. So, um, on our, on our Instagram page at speak, literally speaking, literally podcast, um, go on there and comment what your top six are, what your top one is and let us know. And, you know, we can add them to our, to be read lists as well and talk exactly about them yeah. in the future. Yeah. um, so please let us know, do you agree with us or do you think we're completely full of, uh, of crap? <laughs> so just let us know. We want we want to see what you guys think and have some engagement from you. Um, so that was really fun. I really enjoyed our top six. Oh,
1: that was really good. <laughs> and essentially we have way up one in common. So. Yeah. And it was our buddy race.
0: You know, it's funny <laughs> because I don't think the most the majority of the rest of the books that I read, I don't think you've read yet and vice versa.
1: Yeah, um, no, definitely.
0: Yeah. So but of course
1: this – in the next few months, we probably will be doing the buddy read of Rule of Wolves. Mm-hmm.
0: So that we could are. not
1: crook a kingdom off.
0: They could. They could. And I will say uh, that I have not read Rule of Wolves yet, so it will not be a reread for me. So it'll be a, a first time read. So exciting stuff exciting stuff yeah I think I'm
1: gonna I think I'm gonna leave that one a few months because it's the last one so far in the series and I don't I don't know if I can emotionally handle the end of Verse right now (laughs) just because this King of Scars is so amazing I don't think I can actually emotionally handle not having any more Verse. at least we've got a second season to look forward to so we've got something coming up see and I
0: still have season one to look forward to you have you need to watch
1: it you need to watch it you need to watch it for the next episode and we can talk about it on here
0: i know (laughs) all right well that concludes this segment of our show so now we're going to move into our kind of get to know us a little bit more um our little question and answer and either or speed round so that's coming up next
1: Okay, so as Holly said, we're now doing a bit of a meet-the-bookworm just to go a bit further in depth, find out a bit more about us. Um, So how it'll work is that we'll be asking um, a few general questions, uh, and then we'll go on to a little speed round of either-or. So I will let Holly start off.
0: Okay. So do you think we should both answer the questions?
1: Oh... Yeah, I think we should. It'd be good to get a a nice little contrasting opinion.
0: Okay, so my first question then is, why do you read? Good question.
1: I think it's mainly, it's a good way of like escaping and exploring new worlds. I love the idea of just being able to escape from reality for a few hours, just go off into some sort of fantastical sort of beautiful setting um and also just to kind of meet new characters meet new worlds um and in some cases find out more about different historical events so it's about i guess that kind of knowledge and and escapism how about you holly why do you read
0: um i i agree i think that you know it, it's fun to explore different worlds and, um, it's a good stress relief. Uh, you know, I, I work in public education as an administrator and so yeah. it, it might, you know, and I'm sure everybody has, has jobs that get very stressful at times. And it's just, it's, it's just such a good way of coming home and being able to just decompress and relax and you know and a lot of times you're reading these books and you realize you know even though they're fictional um, there's uh, you know the authors put so much Truth and, and authenticity into these characters, and a lot of them are yeah. based on their own experiences, even though it's all fictional. But there are times where you just feel like, okay, well, maybe there's someone out there who feels, you know, just like I do. Um, definitely, yeah. And so it's just, it's just, it, it is, it's just such a great escape and stress relief, and just, you know. Um, especially during quarantine when it's not like we could travel and go visit anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so no, i completely it was, agree there yeah so it's agree. an opportunity to explore new worlds and new countries and <laughs> new cultures and everything so I I it.
1: from the comfort of our of our lounge or our bed
0: it's exactly great. it's a lot cheaper than traveling <laughs> across the world for sure yeah.
1: <laughs> okay next question um how many books do you read at one time Hmm.
0: Okay. So typically I will read three at a time, um, and one in each format. So I usually read an audiobook and like that I did, um, Midnight in Chernobyl as an audio book and I just okay. finished it yesterday. So I haven't started another one. I have downloaded one. So I'm going to start, um, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Um, his new sci-fi book that just came out. Um, so I haven't started yet, but I, that's going to be my new audio book.
1: He wrote The Martian, didn't he? Yep.
0: Was it Martian? he yeah, The Martian. Yeah, yeah. That and Artemis were his, are the two that I know the most about. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to to, to listening to that one, and then I always have a physical, tangible paperback or hardback. Yeah. And that one that I'm reading right now is The People We Meet on Vacation. And then I also have, an, have usually have an ebook. And typically the ebook that I'm reading is usually an ARC. Um, okay. So I have an ARC right now. Um, I'm not really going to talk about it. It doesn't come out, I believe, until September. So I'll talk about it when we get a little bit closer to time. But it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy and it's, it's kind of cool. So typically oh, yeah. three to answer that question. What about you, Liz? Nice. How many books do you read at a time?
1: Um, I tend to read about two. So I do something very similar to you. I tend to have an audio book for when I'm like out walking or doing something that I don't need to be focusing on. So I can just listen to the audiobook. And then I usually have either an ebook or a, or a physical book.
0: Awesome. All right. Next question. Now, this is a more personal non bookish question. But when you're not reading, what do you like to do? Ah,
1: oh, uh, well, I am very into um, acting. I Before all this lockdown happened, I did a lot of amateur dramatics. So I was part of like an acting group and, and did a few plays. Um, hopefully I'm going to get back into that once they've uh, removed all the, the lockdown restrictions. Um, I also like writing and I'm a big gamer. So we've got uh, like consoles and PCs. So mm. I, I play video games a lot and just Netflix and watch films and, and such. How about you, Holly?
0: Um, so when I'm not reading, um I love to go to the movies. Um it's something that I, we've we've always done. We just went and saw um in the heights. I don't know if in the heights is coming out in the U. Oh,
1: I've heard about that. Slim Manuel Memoir Miranda, isn't it? Mm-hmm. that it's, looks so good. It was a
0: nice it was a nice musical
1: and um, it's so
0: it was so, so good. Um, so yeah. I, we like going to movies we do like like traveling and doing little day trips and getting out of the house nice. as much as we can but as far as like other hobbies I am a big writer um, I've been writing stories since I was 13 haven't done anything with them have a whole drawer of stories <laughs> that are some are finished some are half finished and yeah. you know now I have um, other ones that I'm starting like last year I was gonna do the November you know the national novel writing oh
1: life. Nane rhy yeah I did that once so, I actually managed to complete it
0: once. Oh well, I yeah. started it, got about twenty five hundred words, and then it just life, you know, just I, oh, I'm, no. I'm, yeah. um, I'm horrible as far as putting things for me first. That's you know, when you have kids <laughs> and you know a husband, it's yeah. you know, I I always put myself last, doing things for everybody else, and so. Um, which, which, you know, this is, this is fun doing this podcast now, you know, my, my husband does, you know, he does a couple podcasts, runs his own, um, entertainment website and does a lot with the world, like the independent professional wrestling world here in Arizona. And he's been pushing me for so long. Like we were going to try to do a podcast together and I'm like, you already do podcasts and I don't want to do podcasts. (laughs) I don't want to be judged next to you on air. And so then this just kind of fell out. So, um, and then art, I love, I love art. I'm not good at it, but I love Mm. painting and I just, you know, I'm so glad my daughter is a great little artist at 12 and she, Mm. um, she's just fantastic. So I love watching her draw and inspires me to paint. And again, she's much better than me, but it's still fun.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, We need to make this podcast more popular than your husband's podcast.
0: Yes. That is our
1: aim. That
0: is <laughs> we our We need to goal. outperform.
1: Mm-hmm. We need to outperform the wrestling. So <laughs> people, make sure that you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you follow and make sure you like us on on Instagram so that we can outperform Holly's husband. Yes, yes. we can do this. We can do this. Come That's on, right.
0: the quilts unite. Yep, and you know, and it's funny because okay. he would probably be like, "I'm so proud of you guys," and I'll be like, "Hmm, okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that a hint of jealousy? I have uh, your exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. What do you want okay, to ask me? On to
1: the next question. Okay, so. If you could visit any fictional world, where would you want to visit?
0: Oh, that is so tough. Um, (laughs) There are a couple that I would love to visit. Um, So I actually just yesterday on my bookstagram page on Instagram posted uh, this exact question. And, okay. I th- and I think my answer yesterday was Elfheim from, um, like, the Cruel Prince series by Holly Black. Um, I, ah. yeah, so that was one. But, of course, I would love to visit, like, Hogwarts, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade <laughs> and Godric's Hollow oh, and all the Harry Potter magical worlds. Yeah. Um, like, whenever I get to go to Universal Studios. I'm always like, I just want to stay, stay in Harry Potter land all day long <laughs> and get my butterbeer. Oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. <laughs> so we went once a couple of years ago and then we, um, cause we live in, we live in Arizona and so, yeah. you know, a couple hour drive from, from California and Los Angeles and, and, and everything. So, so Universal Studios Hollywood is, you know, about four and a half hours away. So not a horrible, you know, weekend trip or whatever, but you know, with the pandemic, it's all been closed and now it's, it's it's only open right now for, um, well it was, they reopened with limited capacity for only California Mm. residents and then they expanded it to, yeah, um but then they did recently expand it to um anybody but you have to be two weeks out from your second dose of the vaccine so you have to have both Uh, doses of vaccine plus be out of of it from two weeks yeah that's
1: fair enough (laughs) so that's understandable
0: yeah so we won't we won't be in that category when we're when we're going on our family vacation in the beginning of july oh no we won't be two weeks out from it yeah so so i'm really bummed because we all really wanted to go back. But, uh, ah. yeah. But anyways, um, we dig- digress. So Elfheim, the the Harry Potter world, you know, and as as much as I talked about the fact that, you know, I, I kind of made my opinions of A Court of Throne and Roses sound not so positive. I did enjoy the books, and I really mm. think that um, Valeris would be a absolutely beautiful, ah. beautiful yeah. place to go visit with, like, their little rainbow river. And, um,
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So those would probably be my top three places.
1: Okay. What about you? Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, Harry Potter has got to be a must. Like <laughs> Hogwarts and, and all the areas, that's, that has to be a must. Also, um, I would love to go to Idris from the Mortal Instruments. Mm. Um, the whole description of, like, the City of Glass and, and the City of Bones, just it just sounds so amazing and so kind of um, interesting. That's definitely one that I would like to go to. And what else? Belarus, again. Yeah, I love the idea of going to like the summer court and the spring court, um, and seeing the different decoration and the different lands. So yeah, no, I've got. it got to be that one as well.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So do you I, we got time
1: for one more question.
0: Yeah. Let's we do, to the speed round? Yeah, let's do one more question. So let's do this one. So we did our top six. So. What what's a book or two that you feel everyone should add to their to to be read list?
1: Oh, that's a tough tough one. I mean, it has to be Grishaverse. Mm-hmm. I know it's not one book; it is a whole series. But Grishaverse. Verse, Grishaverse, can Verse, that's fine. It is just a fantastic season, and start from the beginning. So start with Shadow and Bone, mm-hmm. um, and work your way through because it is just such a a giving series. It really. You get so much from it, um, from the description, the scene setting, the characters. um, And as we said, it gets better as you go along. Every book you read, it just feels like it matures and it feels like the writer's really getting into the flow. So definitely that. Um, Other one that I would recommend, obviously Hamlet. (laughs) Hamlet is my number one book. So um, that one is absolutely wonderful book. Um, really beautiful, be- be- beautifully written and very emotional. Obviously, if you're not quite in the headspace, I wouldn't recommend it. If you're not quite kind of <laughs> happy enough, if you're struggling a bit with mental health, maybe not. Um, maybe just give it a little miss. But it is, yeah, such a stunning read. How about you, Holly?
0: So um, I would probably agree and, and say my number one, The House on the Cerulean Sea. Absolutely. I nice. think everyone should read that one. Um, at least give it a try. And my other one... Is a book that I read last year and just oh it, it blew me away. It's the Sundown Motel. Um, I can't remember off the top oh. of my head who wrote it, um, but I it, remember you
1: mentioning that oh. one. I remember because you, well, you, you reviewed it, didn't you on yes. on Instagram last it year? Is
0: so, oh, it's so. Saint
1: James and Simone, uh, Simone Saint James.
0: There you go. That's right, Simone Saint James. Oh, it is just it is so spectacular it has like Aww. two kind of parallel timelines that are like 30 years yeah. apart and um, it's it it's kind of like a murder mystery so um, which is surprising because okay. again that's not my go to genre but this book this would have been my number one book of last year and it's yeah. it is so 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 good and um and and it's like where you kind of know who did it, but it's like that edge of your seat suspense because it's it's worse when you know who did it okay. and you're like kind of yeah, like seeing what's happening and you're like no don't do that um so oh fun. can
1: I ha- can I have like a bonus book
0: yes of because course.
1: there's one that I didn't remember um the night circus was ah. absolutely um it's by Erin um Erin hmm brilliant book absolutely fantastic i read that at the end of last year um and just everything from the the writing was so beautiful um the whole setting and the fact that it was all about this night circus that just appears out of nowhere and then it disappears just as quickly and um, it's all about what happens at the circus and it's got it's nice because it's got a bit of fun theme to it but at the same time it has got very kind of dark undertones um a, quite sinister atmosphere at times. So no, that one, I would definitely recommend putting on your TV if you read it. Reddit.
0: That's been on my list probably forever. Like
1: <sighs> you have to read it. It's so good. It. I need to read her other one. She does. She did another one called the endless sea. I think it's called. Hmm. Um, but I haven't got around to reading that one, but this one. Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. Really, really good.
0: All right. Well, all right, so there's a little bit about us. Now, a quick, quick, um, there's about 13 either ors on our list, so it's going to go pretty quick. So what we'll do is I'll say the either or, and then Liz, you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine, and then I'll go on to the next one, and we'll just, we'll breeze through them. No explanations. We can't talk about our answers, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. You (laughs) ready? Okay, number one, tangible book or ebook. Tangible book. I agree. Tangible book. Number two, fantasy or sci-fi? Fantasy. Agreed. Fantasy. Three, historical fiction or mystery?
1: Oh, mystery.
0: Uh, I would agree too. Mystery. Um, <laughs> four, Mexican food, Italian food?
1: Italian all the way.
0: Oh, Mexican for me. Oh, no. <laughs> um, five, romance or thriller?
1: Uh, thriller.
0: I would say romance. <laughs> <laughs> um, six, fae or vampire? Vampire. I don't you know fae.
1: Oh, uh... no, sexier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, you already answered. Um, seven, hardback or paperback?
1: I hate this one, hardback.
0: I would say hardback too. Um, number eight, ice cream or cake?
1: Oh, ice
0: cream. I'd say ice cream as well. You can do more with it. Oh, Sorry. Um, <laughs> nine, mountains or beach? Beach. Beach, agreed. Ten, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Pancakes, agreed. Um, Eleven, cats or dogs?
1: Oh, cats.
0: Ah, oh, me too, cats. Um, <laughs> number 12, bookmark or dog ear?
1: Oh, God, bookmark, bookmark, uh, oh, bookmark.
0: Bookmark, bookmark, 100% bookmark. <laughs> And the last one, ebook or audiobook?
1: Uh audiobook.
0: I would agree with audiobook. Wow, that was fun.
1: (laughs) That was good fun. Oh, that was it was so tough. Like some of them were just you have to just go spontaneously Uh on their spontaneous reactions.
0: Exactly. No. That's love oh my goodness well this was so much fun i'm so glad that um that we're doing this new podcast i'm looking forward to our next episode um and now that you know all about us please make sure that you follow us on instagram i can be found at instagram at az bookworm so az underscore bookworm is where you can find me holly and liz tell us where we can find you
1: Yeah, and you can find me at Lizzie's Little Book Nook. That's at Lizzie's Little Book Nook.
0: And then, of course, please follow the podcast on Instagram at Speaking Literally Podcast. And we'll be posting information on there, um, questions that we might want some answers for so that we can bring back onto our show. And we both also do have our own personal blogs. So you can find my blog at thebookshelf.substack.com. So thebookshelf.substack.com. And then, um, Liz, where's your your blog? Yeah, no, you,
1: you can find mine at lizzie'slittlebooknook.co.uk. So that's lizzie'slittlebooknook.co.uk. As um, long as you remember my Instagram name, just add a .co.uk, It's fine.
0: You know, and we also on our Instagram pages have our in our bios we have links to all of our blogs and and everything. So, yeah. um, just find us um, at A, at AZ Desert Bookworm and at Lizzie Little Book Nook, and you'll be able to go from there. Um, our next episode is scheduled to be dropped on Monday, July 19th. So again, next month. So we definitely hope that you take some time to uh, come back and check us out. Give us some feedback on Instagram. And and um, en- Lizzie, any final words?
1: This has been fun. I- oh, it's been a great show. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Let us know what you think, um, either by messaging one of us or messaging the podcast and don't forget to follow the podcast and the podcast Instagram Um, let us know and if you have any ideas or suggestions about what you want to hear what what you want to find out about um, we are happy to to have a listen Um, so yeah it's been an absolute pleasure this episode and as Holly said you'll see us again next time on the July the 19th again you'll be able to to listen to us on anywhere that you will be able to listen to podcasts Um, but A few platforms might take a few weeks to to load up. So, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, you guys. And any last words from you, Holly?
0: Just make sure between now and July 19th that you guys are reading some awesome books. So until then, take care, read something good, and we'll see you soon.
1: Happy reading.